and welcome to this brand new podcast, Seven Skills for the Future. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer, James. Hello, lovely to be here, Emma Sue. I'd like to talk about the idea of this podcast and what it's going to be about. Seven skills for the future, the key is in the name. These are skills that we all need to tap into much more now than we ever have had to before. These are skills that are inside us and I believe that the world we're living in is changing so much, has changed so much, that the best way that we can equip ourselves is through these skills. So in this podcast, I'll be talking to key experts in the field, talking about happiness, um, talking about how we learn, and focusing on the seven skills in particular. Can you just uh, go into a bit more detail about what the seven skills actually are? Yes, of course. So there are seven, and they are adaptability, And this is the ability to uh, be resilient and to cope well when things don't go as expected and to be very agile and resourceful. Um, The second is critical thinking. uh, And that's less about philosophizing as such, but much more about really challenging assumptions, being able to look at things from different angles, having really good problem solving skills. The third one is empathy. Empathy can transform every single relationship you have, whether professional or personal, really important now in, in how we operate. Integrity, which many people don't actually know what it is, um, but that's all about your values and, and how you live your life and how you make key decisions in your life, direction that you're going in. The fifth one is optimism, and that's about really uh, developing the skill of optimism. Some people may not believe it is a skill, but I'm going to tell you that it is. The sixth one is being proactive. Um, this is crucial for being able to reinvent yourself, being able to really reach the goals that you set for yourself and to put your energy into the things that you can control rather than things that you can't control, which is what we like to do. And the last one is resilience, which is really key for coping with stress, uh, coping with setbacks, being able to bounce back from rejection. And it's these seven skills that I believe are vital to how we live and work and be successful and happy today. So these skills are really about becoming better versions of ourselves and reaching our true potential. And that we have these things deep inside of us. And I believe that we need them more than ever because we're experiencing so many changes in our world. And there are some key drivers of change that are really impacting the way that we live and work today. Okay, so can you begin by telling us what's the first of these uh, drivers of change? Yes, so the first is technology. Um, Technology has impacted, is impacting every single aspect of our lives. It gives us incredible freedom. Um, You know, we've got unlimited choice as consumers. You know, we have access to everything. We can have food in minutes from anywhere. We can uh, access billions of people all all over the world. But we're also really bombarded with a lot of information. Um, And I think there's also some um, uncertainty and insecurity about our work. So when we look at people entering the workplace or who will be entering the workplace, there's a lot of talk about how jobs are going to change completely, everything's going to be automated, and so on, um, which isn't necessarily the case, actually. Um, but it's about how, we, uh, how we're using technology, um, how we manage technology, uh, and, and to what extent we're able to keep learning and keep invigorating what we're doing, and really understand how technology changes our work and changes our lives, um, and how we, how we handle that. I don't think it's something we're handling very well right now. Uh, okay, so do you think most people see 
see technology as a threat or as an opportunity at the moment? I think it depends very much where they are in their lives, you know. So obviously, younger people have grown up with technology, so it's something that they just have at their fingertips all the time. Um, but perhaps they're not managing managing it that well. Um, whereas older people maybe feel overwhelmed sometimes with how much there is to learn and how much is changing. You know, we we live in a sharing economy, so that brings in lots of opportunities for doing business in a completely different way. Lots of the way that we currently do things in industries is being disrupted by technology. So lots of new businesses that are coming in now are really businesses that are disrupting banking or, you know, finance or, you know, how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that can feel a bit threatening, but it needn't be. You know, we can embrace it and we can uh, learn how to, to, to use that to our advantage. Okay, good. Okay, let's move on to the second one. What's the second So the second one is globalization, which, of course, has been with us for a long, long time now. Um, But really, this is about the changing world and and the changing geopolitical landscape and how different countries are now rising to the fore. And so we are just living in a very different age. And that means that we can, you know, we've got opportunities to work in any part of the world that we want to, do business in any part of the world that we want to. But there are also um, some very real threats there or perceived threats rather where you've got um, a rising population in in the east who are very skilled very talented are probably a bit of a threat to perhaps our uh, workforces here so I think also what's changing as well is that you know people are, are moving more into cities so you know by 2030 there's a projection that will have 4.9 billion people will be living in cities um, mm. which will change you know the world's urban population um so you know some of the world's biggest cities have got a gdp that's larger than many economies and and that's that's kind of unprecedented those kinds of changes and we've got countries that are just changing in rising in power so brazil indonesia turkey africa to some extent india you know all of these amazing places china malaysia um are really growing and growing and growing and that has an impact on on how we're working and how we're living as well okay and the next one um so current demographic changes um that we're experiencing will actually have a significant impact on how we live and work and and that means they also have a ripple impact on on healthcare, on finance, on housing and education. So the world's population generally, so very generally, um, is aging. Um, And we are living for a lot longer. So children that are born today will definitely see their 100th birthday. And all of us are are living and working for for much longer, which which has an impact, which means that, you know, that will impact how you work, what you're doing, what kind of work you're doing. Um, and the fact that we need to have sufficient money to be able to hopefully enjoy a great lifestyle when we're older as well. And I think young people especially need to develop these seven skills too so that they can really grab hold of some of the opportunities that are coming up and be able to um, build these new businesses and different ways of working. And I think there'll also be more of a a kind of, maybe there'll be more of a change back to old-fashioned mentoring where older people might work with younger people. And certainly businesses have to be thinking, how do they retain the valuable knowledge and experience of of, of a senior workforce and at the same time capture the vitality of a young, diverse workforce? So those are are challenges for for business. But I think whatever age you, you continue working to, um, if, if you're going to be doing that until you're much older, it's really important that you're doing something that you really love and that plays to your strengths. 
yeah so absolutely. i think this is something which which people will be will be need to think about a lot more yeah and i suppose adaptability is particularly important here isn't it Yes, adaptability, um, being able to reinvent yourself and, and, and change what you're doing. And, and, you know, the way a lot of the ways that we're working is changing as well. So there's a lot more option to work flexibly, but also about resilience, um, yeah. because you need to be able to look after yourself. You need to build strong networks, whether that's professional or personal, but strong networks really find a sense of purpose. And you really have to get good at embracing change and being OK with mm. change. You know, yeah. so that's a, another part of it as well. That's true, and that's a big challenge for some people, isn't it? So yes, yes it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's the <laughs> yeah. the next driver of change? Now, the next one is health, uh, and again, that is also connected with um, demographic changes, certainly in the West, because we are living longer. So um, that's so living longer is great, but it's not great um, if those extra years are spent suffering from poor health. Yeah. So this is all about you know living in better states of health um, and being much more aware and responsible for our own health. Um, that's a big trend now, you know in terms of our, our diet and our lifestyle and exercise and so on but also the the nature of our health problems is also changing because of kind of global aging 70 percent of all deaths of people over 70 are more likely to be suffering from multiple chronic kinds of conditions a bit depressing to think about that but we need to think about it because it is about having much more awareness of how we look after ourselves when we're younger so that we can live healthily and, and be healthy when we are older, when we are 70, 80, 90, even 100 years old. Um, there's no reason why we can't be healthy and happy um, at this uh, you know, older, older age. Um, so health and lifestyle is linked very much to inner resources and skills, I think. So it's actually proven that if you want to build psychological resilience, you need to start with your body and actually build physical uh, strength and physical resilience. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> paying attention to all this very carefully making <laughs> make, yeah. yeah making notes yeah start now <laughs> bit late bit late for something never mind um it's never too late james it's never too late <laughs> okay so the uh the next one yeah so there's one final driver of change but i think it's probably well they're all important but this one is a big one and it's education so we are not providing young people with these kinds of skills in the west we we're over educating um, and we don't provide essential skills. So young people, our young people here in the West are finishing education and they are not employable um, and they have real shortfalls in their employability skills. And that's actually something which has been around for disturbingly long time. It's nothing, nothing new. And the top weaknesses are things like communication, problem working, team working, managing yourself. And this is a global, uh, this, this is reflected in global surveys as well. So it's not just in the West. Uh, and, 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 you know, as we speak today, there are about 775 million adults worldwide who can't read or manage a bank account. And that's about 16% of the global population. So education is a big, big thing. So, so in developed countries, students are stuffed with too many complex things, you know, given where their lives are likely to go, given the kind of work they might be doing. So they tend to be overqualified. So university degree is not going to guarantee you a job and it doesn't give you employability skills. So there's a huge issue with education. I could go on for the, I could do a whole entire podcast just on education, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to stop there, but there is a lot of issues with, with the way that we're educating at the moment. That dichotomy is really fascinating. I think that's the, the idea that, that, that in certain parts of the world, people are overeducated in other parts yes. of the world, people are undereducated. Exactly. Yes. That's a uh, fascinating, and and the impact of that is obviously going to be huge, isn't it? Yes, yes, and we're experiencing it 
you know, we're experiencing it already. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a huge huge issue, and there's awareness of it. You know, there is awareness of the fact that people aren't employable and people don't have have the skills they need. So there's a, there's an awareness, but there's not necessarily a focus on how to change that. So, uh, Emma Sue, can you tell us about your book? Yes. So the book is called Seven Skills for the Future. Um, and it is a second edition of a book I wrote uh, a few years ago called The Advantage. And the book focuses on each of these skills that I've been talking about. So adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being optimistic, being proactive and being resilient. And each skill can be developed in different ways. So the focus of the book is really about, you know, what is the skill? Why do we need it? So I'll link back to those drivers of change. And how do you develop it? You know, how can you actually bring these skills into your life every single day so that you are aware of how you can be using them in your life and in your work? Um, so the, there are lots of tips in the book and easy ways to develop the skills so that, that you are equipped to deal well with information overload, with technology, with embracing change and thriving despite uncertain or what you might feel are uncertain work options or, or uncertain future. Some, many people do feel the future is very uncertain. But I know that these skills help make the future more certain. And one of the things we crave as human beings is certainty. We actually do like certainty, which is why we hate change. Um, but it's also about how to get your work-life balance right, how to get better at taking risks, making decisions, having great ideas, being resourceful, and just being happy, because that's what people want. They want to be happy. So the book is about all of those things. Great. And uh, where can we go to find out more about the book? So uh, you can go to the website Unimenta. Under, under Unimenta, you'll find Seven Skills for the Future. And if you go into there, you'll find not only information about the book, but loads of resources. So we've got all sorts of little worksheets and tips and ideas. And also, of course, you know, you can order the book there. But there are lots of things that can help you on the website as well. So do have a look at the website. Um, and in the podcast, this podcast series, I'm going to be talking a lot more about each of these skills and how you can develop them every day. Great. And that's Unimenta. Can you spell that for us? Unimenta. U-N-I-M-E-N-T-A. Unimenta. Yeah. And that's a dot com, right? It is, yes. Okay, great. That's unimenta.com. Okay, so I think that just about wraps it up for today, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, I'm looking forward to this podcast series and, I, and thank you very much for listening. You can find out more about all of this um, through following me on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find me under Unimenta or also under Emma Sue Prince. Thank you very much, James, for helping with this episode. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye for now. <laughs>